As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 190. Soul Rich Woman. Hey Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. Katie, I absolutely love this conversation all about women entrepreneurs literally conquering out there in Southeast Asia. What an incredible story. I love this because I feel like there's such a movement going on about women really speaking up and feeling empowered and just doing what they do. Kate, what I love most about this conversation is it doesn't make a difference what background you're from. You can make a plan and you can start a business and make millions of dollars and anyone can do it. You know, if you try hard enough, you can do it. Definitely. Awesome. So before we dive into our episode, if you guys haven't already, we'd love if you joined our Facebook community. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. Come and say hi and let us know what you're busy working on. All right, Kate, are you ready to dive into today's show? Yeah. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Janisha Alora is a former Miss Singapore and a Southeast Asia woman of excellence 2010. She's the founder of Soul Rich Woman, the number one female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia that connects more than 12,000 women across the region with presence in seven countries, including Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia. Prior to this, she was an owner of a cafe retail chain, with presence in three countries and successfully exited to a public listed company. Profiled in CNBC and China Daily, Janicia is also an expert public speaker and has risen in recent major events, including the RISE Conference in Hong Kong, National Success and Expo Asia in 2018 in Hanoi, and National Achievers Congress in Manila. Welcome. Hey, how are you? 
Dennis and Kitty. Welcome from. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're so excited. We have a lot of questions for you, especially in the female entrepreneurial space. But before we get to that, what got you to where you are today? Like, where was your starting from? Well, to where I was before to Soul Rich Woman. Yes. Okay, so before Soul Rich Woman, I was a cafe retail chain owner. I started uh, then because uh, before that, I was an image consultant. And then um, I was basically trading time for money because it was like, if I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. So in 2012, I decided to go online because I couldn't see myself just doing um, offline business. I, I decided to go into e-commerce and that was when I made my first pot of gold. I, I crossed my first million and then I invested my money into a partnership, which is the cafe retail chain. And I started with my partners. We grew from one outlet to three, uh, seven outlets in across three countries, selling franchise and licensing. And during this time, even though I was doing retail offline, um, don't ask me why I was doing offline and retail, even though I was thinking about online, but it was a very good business experience. But during that time, I was based in Indonesia and that time in Indonesia was handling the cafe business and, you know, I have extra pockets of time and I was asking myself, how else could I, you know, reach out to more people? And my heart was always still with women because of where my background was, how my background was like. Then during that time, I had a webcam and I had internet. So I said, okay, why not let's do this. During my pockets of free time, I, I, I turned on an internet and I shared my online experience. I started running webinars every single Wednesday for an entire year. It was like watching a series of shows or movies uh, every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. sharp. I'll be online sharing my, uh, you know, how do you do online? How do you start an e-commerce? How do you do your Facebook ads and stuff like that? And when I first started, it was zero viewers, right? Zero followers, zero viewers. And, you know, it was... Like, how, how do I get people to come to my, uh, enter the room of a webinar, right? So that was when I started to progress and build up on social media, finding my voice online on social media. And with that, it started from zero to 10 to the first hundred to the first 500. It was called Your Possible Academy initially. But as the community grew, the women in the community felt that academy wasn't so much in sync with them as a community. So I rebranded in 2015 and called us Soul Rich Woman, spelled as S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N. So then the community grew from not just Singapore, it was to Malaysia, to, to Indonesia, to Philippines, to Vietnam, and that's how it grew into Southeast Asia. So now we are connecting about... Uh, 12,000 members, that means people who are in a small uh, group, but we're actually connecting in our database uh, 200 over 1,000 uh, female entrepreneurs right now in Southeast Asia. Wow, that is incredible. That is insane. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so did you always, even as a child, have this entrepreneurial spark? Was it just something that you felt like burning within you? Uh, in When I was 14 years old, I 
was kind of forced to go out to work because my family financially uh, met with a crisis. So I had to, my mom pawned her gold and uh, raised some money for me to take up some certifications to become an instructor in yoga, aerobics and line dancing. During this time when I was doing this, I was supporting myself through school, paying for my book fees and paying for my school fees and putting food on the table. And I learned a little bit about entrepreneurship because it was tough, right? I mean, when I work, uh, I get paid. Uh, after a while, I said, can I multiply my income when I was in school? So can I say, okay, if can I go get some corporate jobs or when someone hire me for events, can I supply instructors during this period of time? So for every one hour that I do a job, say for example, I will have maybe two to three more instructors out there doing their jobs as well. So I would multiply my income. So that was when I kind of tasted the spirit of entrepreneurship, not just earning my own income, but being able to multiply my income. That's absolutely crazy. So, you know, having built up this big network of female entrepreneurs, I'm sure that you've seen a ton of different stories and a ton of different journeys. So what would you say is one of the biggest hurdles that you see specifically female entrepreneurs struggling with? And I'm talking specifically about the initial stage, the startup phase. A lot of female entrepreneurs, when they first started, they always ask permission from either their husband, they ask their permission for the boyfriend. So it's, there's this thing about asking permission from other people, seeking, seeking like a, what do you call that? Like permission advice from other people who are not in the area or realm of entrepreneurship. So a tendency to be hold back because of this, oh, seeking permission. Look, if you are a female entrepreneur, you're, you know, you want to pursue your dreams. Hey, don't, there's no, no need to ask for permission from other people, you know, step out of your comfort zone and hang out with like-minded female entrepreneurs and find a mentor and get yourself cracking because you are the plan. There's no other plan. You are the plan. There's no plan B. I am sure at least the one girl out there listening is needed to hear you say that, that you don't need to ask for permission. That If that's what you want to do, you have the right and you are capable of completely doing whatever it is you want to start. So I first want to thank you for that. And I know you said earlier, Soul Rich Women is really big in Asian countries and everything. But do you have any sort of influence in America or do you ever work with people who are in America? Because that's mostly where our listeners are coming from. Right now, the way that we are building our network uh, is mainly in Southeast Asia because uh, we are serving the women in this region uh, because of the cultural uh, differences. And of course, we are at a phase we are building up uh, women in this region. So for America, I mean, because of a podcast and sharing uh, of interviews like this, it allows our stories to be heard as well. You know, because for, for entrepreneurs on your side of the world who want to come into Southeast Asia, we are a great network to be a part of. So that's how we are serving not just Southeast Asia and extending our influence across the world. Yeah. Well, in the world, I feel like every passing year gets a little bit smaller. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially with the internet. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like every time I go on social media, I have friends. It's like nobody is ever in America anymore. Everybody is always in Europe and Africa and Asia and going to all different types of places. So I feel like the world is getting much smaller. 
So, so next time if you come to Singapore, if you ever travel to this part of the world, you're always welcome to um, stay at my place. Okay, oh. I've got extra room available. We'll, we'll we will definitely take hit you, you up. up on that because I really <laughs> want to come. We talk about it often. Uh, so for So Rich Women, what in the support network of so many people, you talked earlier that you had the webinars and everything. What kind of forums or trainings do you offer now? So in Sorich Women, basically what we do here is we help women to go from offline to online, uh, where we help them to look into their branding, you know, finding their voice and message, attracting more clients, and then, you know, while making a positive impact in the world. On the other side, I also run a digital marketing agency where we've focus on women-led businesses. So our clienteles are like doctors, dentists, we have wellness um, companies and crossing $1 million, uh, $1 million to $3 million. Uh, women who are, you know, less than $1 million in revenue, who have businesses less than $1 million, we usually do the mentoring and coaching aspect. And for other uh, women who are, you know, who are not able to be present, usually they will do the digital products, our e-courses. And usually that's about uh, our two signature programs. We have two. In fact, one is called Women of Influence. The other one is called the um, template library for busy entrepreneurs. So what we do is we have a lot of um, resources and support focusing for um, female entrepreneurs in uh, Asia because, you know, to help them to overcome their fear of failure, overcome their limiting belief and giving them the resources to go online. I really like that. So talking about um, female entrepreneurs, like I asked a little bit earlier, what's a struggle that people face in the beginning? Now I'm going to sort of pivot and ask you, okay, but what about the successful people? What makes them successful? And, um, you know, like having seen so many women and spoken to so many women and coached them, would you say that there's a overriding sort of trend or certain traits that uh, the successful women tend to have? Yes. In fact, uh, one of our patrons for Soul Rich Woman is, uh, you know, Grant Cardone? Yep. I don't know if you can. Okay, Grant Cardone's wife, Elena Cardone. So because Soul Rich Woman is a Southeast Asian network. So we work with like uh, Kim Kiyosaki, Grant Cardone, wow. I mean, uh, Elena Cardone. So, well, you know, I've, I've seen all these successful women. And when I speak with them and hang out with them, it's very interesting because the common thread that I see is that they have an attitude of, adaptability and the openness of knowing that relationship is never a power struggle, but a partnership. So in their marriages and in their, in their relationship and in their work, they always look at partnership. How can you work together, collaborate? And then how can you, you know, through your failures and your own um, downfalls, how do you turn this around into your own a message, your mess become your message. So they are very strong in these areas. They're always looking for collaboration, coming together and really having a great attitude, knowing that change is the constant. I can appreciate that because in fact, at work today, I was in a year end training uh, because I'm a teacher and we were talking about how we need to continue teaching children how to fail successfully. And just because you make a mistake and something doesn't go the right way that you planned on it, it's not permission to just shut down and have a meltdown and that's it. You have to, you know, get up and dust yourself off and stay really versatile. And it's 
it can be a really hard trait to learn. Yeah, because you are not what you have done, right? You are what you are have overcome. Exactly. Well, now I'm curious. I I want to hear one of your um, failures that you learned about that you learned a lot about from. Wow. I, I have many failures in life because before I arrived where I am. <laughs> uh, one of my biggest failures was, uh, I would say, not knowing how to, you know, go into a partnership. Because uh, when we first started our business uh, many, 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 many years ago, I started my business in 2006. I went into a partnership with uh, several friends, you know, and we didn't have a contract and we didn't have any thing, you know, other than setting up a proper company, but there was no real like uh, agreement, not, not really understanding how the percentage work and how, whose role was that, you know, and, and it was based on trust, so-called trust. But you see, as when you see your friends, your friends, but when you go into business, it's a whole different animal. And because of that, you know, we just put money in and we just run the business. And sometimes they don't really care what happened or, you know, I, we all didn't know really what to do. And because of all this, we didn't know and we didn't really succeed in the business. And therefore, you know, we failed, right? We went into a six-figure debt it was so difficult, you know, and for me, because I was the main shareholder, uh, main director, it was so tough. And, you know, the, the, it was very hard to clear this shit because everybody is like, okay, there's no black and white, you know, like at the beginning. So what we learned and what I learned from this whole entire um, experience of setting a company. It's so easy to set up a company. You pay a little small fee to get an accountant to do your, do your books or to, to set up a, a company with the government. But the actual running of the business and understanding what real partnership is, is that really don't just don't jump into a partnership if you don't even understand what's going to go ahead of you. Find a mentor and find someone who has experience to guide you guys through uh, this journey. And that's why I would say that's why I was able to have a successful partnership in the cafe retail chain. We have five different partners and we all do different aspects of the business. We were clear of what we we're going to do. We had contracts written, exactly who does what and who is going to do what. And then, you know, I was doing PR and marketing for the cafe retail chain while my partner was doing operations. The other one was doing franchise and licensing. The other one was doing accounts and the other one was doing something else, right? So each of us, put our strength together. I was able to turn my mess into my message. And before we were all masters, we we're all masters of disasters. And all throughout all this experience, you know, we successfully exited to a public listed company just recently. So I really believe that whatever failure you have at this moment, don't give up. And really, uh, whatever that you do, find a mentor, find a mentor and find a mentor. That is excellent. And we've talked to other uh, entrepreneurs before where they say that your partner is the most important part because ultimately it is easier to end your marriage, like a marriage between like you and your spouse than it is to end a business partnership. So when you're going into a business partnership with somebody, you really need to be committed and, you know, it's tough. And I like how when you did the cafe, everybody had their own job. So everybody was essentially staying in their lane. And all you have to do is 
focus on what your responsibility is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do fight and we do quarrel and we do argue over the issues, but we know that we each of us have our own role and we are uh, doing something bigger than ourselves. You know what I'm trying to say? It's not like it's for our own. Yes, we are. We want profits and we want to exit the business, but it's more like coming together and knowing that there's a bigger purpose and a bigger vision of what we want to do for the business. I think as well, sort of going off your points that, you know, like you try to set up this company with your friends and ended up failing. And like, I think the the overriding reason is that there was no plan. And very often you hear the, the words, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I think that, you know, having that crystal clear vision of where you're going is so critically important as well. That's why finding a mentor is important and knowing someone, learning from someone who has been there, done that is super important as well. That's why even till now, even though we've exited the cafe retail chain business, we still have people coming to us, um, looking for us as consultants in their business as well. So I know uh, if you were to give a young entrepreneur advice, you would say to find a mentor, but what other important advice do you think is critical for especially a female entrepreneur to start out with? To start out with is to just get started because a lot of female entrepreneurs we've seen, even though you say find a mentor and things like that, if you never get started, you never will. And we tend to overthink, we overplan. Uh, and, you know, in entrepreneurship world, there's nothing is a straight line. You know, you could plan like, okay, one year down the road, you're going to do this. You know, this month, you're going to do this. You know, have little goal posts. So what we do is we have like a one-year plan, a three-year plan. But we do have little goal posts that we move along the way. Sometimes the plan doesn't really work. We just shift the, the, the goal post a little bit and then we just keep moving month to month, month to month. So always do that. And secondly is don't do everything yourself. I know you are a startup. You are, you are doing stuff on your own you have all the time in the world but hey you know 80% is always sales and marketing 20% is on operations so if you do like manicure pedicure or if you go to the salon you you like to do hair treatments you like to go for spas hey could you save some money like no, don't go for the spa session or don't go for the manicure or pedicure and take up five hours to hire a virtual assistant to help you to alleviate the five hours so that you can do what is in your zone of genius. For a business to grow is not to look at all the operational work. It's, it's to focus on sales and marketing, especially if you're a startup and if especially you are new and you are going, you want to grow from places to places. Absolutely love that. Money Cloud, we're just going to take a quick break and say a very big thanks to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Savvy Financial. Why does good financial advice have to be so hard to get, so complicated, so expensive? With Savvy, it doesn't. Simply Smart Advice can be yours at no cost and you can be the financial action hero and take control of your financial future in minutes. Savvy helps you organize all your financial accounts and make sense of your overall spending habits. Then it gives you actionable advice on your financial goals. Built by a team of MIT-trained data scientists, Savvy offers world-class financial advice on retirement, refinancing, student debt, life insurance, and so, so much more. The best part, the basic subscription is free. So you can gain access to all of this information. The advice that you're going to get 
It's personalized and independent. Savvy puts your best interests first and it's independent of everyone else. If you'd like to claim a free offer, head on over to chainofwealth.com slash savvy. That's chainofwealth.com slash savvy. S-A-V-V-I. Okay, so I am curious to know what your retirement plan looks like. We ask everybody who comes on the show because a lot of millennials specifically know they should be saving their money and planning for retirement, but not quite sure what they should be doing. So what are you doing? For me, we invest in properties around uh, Southeast Asia and we get our recurring income, or what we call the passive income through these uh, properties. Because for us, uh, property investments is one of the great ways to grow our money. So that's what we have been doing. Fantastic. And do you have a favorite book that you're currently into? Well, I've got many different books that I love to read, but I would recommend you to explore um, Rich Woman by Kim Kiyosaki. Okay. And what about a favorite quote you try to live by? The sky is the limit and there's no storm you cannot conquer. Alone, you are strong. Together, we are unstoppable. I love that. Janisha, we've already had a lot of fun hanging out today. Do you have another last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Well, for you, for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. Keep going, keep running until your bank account look like your phone number. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. I have never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> yeah, keep running. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.